6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Want to look back, though, at the demonstration. Well, there was two of them, actually. There was the Coots border crossing proper at the border itself, that one demonstration. Then a, another one about 14 kilometers away up Highway Number 4, closer to Milk River. Um, how organized were those demonstrations? Likely a lot more than you may think. And that's where Jenny Russell comes in. Jenny Russell joins us this afternoon after uh, filing a, a, a special article for globalnews.ca. Jenny's a freelance investigative reporter. Her piece, her article, was essentially a security debrief of sorts of the Coots demonstration. And Jenny, thank you for being here this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jenny, before we dig into um, specifics, maybe explain um, who you were talking with to learn about, you know, what was happening behind the scenes at the Coots protest. Right. So um, the story that my colleague Charles Russell and I filed, it centers around some work that was done by an Alberta private security firm, um, which is called Global Enterprise Security Risk Management. And it's run by uh, a man named Neil LeMay. Um, people who are, in, who are familiar with policing and security issues here may recognize that name. He's a former Mountie who has around 30 years of policing experience. And for five years, most recently, he actually ran uh, protective services for the government of Alberta. So he now is in, uh, runs a private security firm, and this was uh, the group that was able to um, infiltrate the, the core protest at the Coots border and um, do a threat assessment on them. Okay, okay. And, and, and chatting with this um, security firm, what are some of the things that you found out about the, the Coots protest? So, as you mentioned, there's the two different groups. Um, this is not the Milk River one. This is a core, a much smaller group um, centered at the border that was at the border of around 30 to 35 protesters and their families. And one of the investigators from LeMay's firm uh, was actually able to, to infiltrate that group, uh, use some back roads to get to kind of their encampment and spend 10 hours with them, uh, among them, the organizers and their families on Saturday. And what the firm found um, in that threat assessment that we obtained is that this was a highly organized group. Uh, it appeared to have a leader, although uh, that person, that man was unidentified uh, in the assessment, but this was a person who was delegating tasks, uh, was directing the group's finances and security, um, also found that while, you know, this protest began under, under the auspices of being about uh, protesting mandatory vaccines for truckers and other, you know, COVID-19 mandates, there were actually very few truckers there. Um, and that this group um, was very, um, there were also Americans among it, um, who, which suggested that these were people who were moving freely across uh, the border. One of the things critically that they found uh, is that people in this group, some of the protesters, had discussed blocking cargo terminals at airports uh, across the country as a potential next step. Um, that being kind of what, in an interview, LeMay said is a kind of a natural extension of their desire to um, kind of weaken the, the Canadian economy to, to try to force change. And one of the things that the investigator found interestingly um, that was motivating this group was that there was a, a they were driven by essentially a far-right christian ideology and what had started out at least ostensibly 
as a protest about COVID-19 mandates had morphed into one, a movement uh, that was seeking to essentially overthrow the federal government and um, install or, or see the installation of a government that's essentially a theocracy, um, one that is uh, you know, founded on the principles of, of the Christian right and the rule of God. Okay, uh, so a, a lot, a lot, Jenny, there to kind of dig back in here. So, yeah, when it when it came to uh, let's talk about the finances. When it came to money right. backing the demonstration, what did you learn about that? So, so what the threat assessment says, and what the Lemay's investigator found is that um, this was actually a very well supported uh, and supplied. Um, a group of protesters. They were um, backed by financial support from, um, you know, wealthy farmers and ranchers and owners of construction and um, uh, trucking companies across the province, not just people, local people supporting um, the blockade, but they had more widespread support. And But that some of these people, um, these groups that were lending, for example, their equipment, their tractors, their excavators, they weren't necessarily there at the protest. So it was kind of, there was a protest by proxy element where they're lending their support, but in a more quiet way. And also found that, you know, this group, um, there were, um, uh, you know, supplies of, of food, uh, even even things like diapers, because keep in mind, as I said, uh, these protesters also had families, including kids there, mm-hmm. um, that were being moved in uh, on foot or also along um, by ATVs on, on the Cooley trails that are, are near um, the border. So they were essentially, when we interviewed LeMay, he said what the investigator found is they actually had so much food, they were running out of places to put it all. So they were Wow. They were not only well supplied, but they were kind of in it for the long haul. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, and, and so so uh, in it for the long haul. Yet it it, it did it did uh, break up. The blockade is over. There, I mean, the, the protest is done. There, um, you, you alluded to you know cargo um, uh, facilities at international airports and, and, and the like. Is that your big takeaway from the article that we could see further protests down the road here? Well, it's difficult to say, and, and of course, we're, we're quoting the experts. We're not, <laughs> we're not the sure, experts ourselves. Sure. But um, I think one of the main takeaways from this is that this is a group, this, this core group of protesters that had um, very deeply held convictions and ones that ran much deeper than, than simply about COVID-19 mandates or, or vaccine mandates. Um, they, they were, as I mentioned, they had this kind of far-right fundamentalist Christian ideology, similar to kind of what we've seen in parts of the states um, since, you know, for decades actually, but increasingly recently. And um, one thing that I that I meant to mention earlier is that when we're talking about them being in it for the long haul, these people have their families there, including kids. And the investigator found that some of these protesters viewed the presence of their kids as a kind of shield um, from law enforcement tactics. Wow. And despite the risk of harm, if police were to move in, um, they were willing to keep the children there. Uh, LeMay said, you know, there had even been discussions at the group's headquarters where, where mothers had openly questioned how their kids would react to, to tear gas when it came and what effect it would have on them. So, you know, it's clear from that and everything else in this report that these are people who really believe in their cause. And even though the blockade has been dismantled, this is a really deeply rooted ideology. And uh, politicians here and in Ottawa are going to have a difficult time uh, you know, figuring out how to deal with this movement in the future and curtail any possible action they might take.
Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head there, Jenny. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's Jenny Russell, freelance investigative reporter, uh, just finished filing, uh, co-authoring a special article that's now on globalnews.ca, kind of a security debrief of the Coots demonstration, uh, quite sobering, actually, if you want to know my thoughts about it, quite sobering to kind of, um, it wasn't about, you know, the unvaccinated truckers going to and from the United States and kind of the COVID rule changes that kind of sparked everything off. I have to be clear here and I have to let everyone know and remind everyone that it, uh, when the blockade was breaking down yesterday, Global News did chat with a, a couple of protesters who did reference and say that, you know, there were people that were infiltrating the peaceful protests, which was the ultimate goal uh, for a large number of people taking part in the demonstrations. Um, but that was ultimately why at least some of the protesters telling us, telling Global News, that was why they decided to take the blockade down. Uh, I want to know what you think about this now. I'm going to get to your thoughts. What's your sympathy level toward the demonstrations? And are you glad to see the protests uh, coming to an end?